0: Well, hello again, everyone. Fabulous, Farm Bay Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you on a Rural Mutual Roundtable discussion for 2023. Of course, the goal of this program is to give you a little bit better sense on all the components that make up Rural Mutual Insurance. And remember, it's all about Wisconsin. It is exclusively offered here in Wisconsin. And the dues that you pay to Rural Mutual stay here. We'll talk more about that. Today, we're going to dive in just a little bit and let you know what it's like to be a Rural Mutual agent out in the countryside. Uh, What kinds of questions do you come across? What kinds of products do you have that many others may not? How do you customize those offerings to your clients. And I'm really happy to have in studio with me, my rural mutual agents. I've come to know these folks, not only professionally, but personally as well. And they are the folks that oversee uh, my properties and uh, all the things that we've got going on. That's Daryl and Madeline from uh, the Sauk County area. I want to start off first, Daryl, by investigating how you got into rural. How many years have you been? I know that you are one of the esteemed rural mutual agents in Wisconsin, but tell me how your path came to be a rural mutual agent.
1: Uh, Thanks, Pam. I uh, first got into the insurance business about 40 years ago and uh, always sold large commercial insurance, uh, mainly in the Madison area, uh, love doing that, and uh, then I came to work for rural uh, insurance. And uh, what I found is that I just loved farm insurance. Uh, to me, farmers are just so such great people. They're like all my friends. And the difference between a farmer and a commercial person—I I hate to say this—is their yes is yes, and their no is no. And I just—I just love that about
0: them. Mm-hmm. And now we introduce the next generation, the legacy. Maddie is his daughter. And now when did you join the firm?
2: So I actually started with Daryl in September of 2013. Um, I worked under him as a sub-producing agent. And then in 2020, we became partners. Um, Again, it's just been so wonderful to be able to follow in his footsteps. And I've learned so much um, just basically on his education of insurance in general, but then really focusing on our farm clients as well. It's just been a really fun experience.
0: Is this, a, a, I won't say um, obvious or a tradition, Does, do these things happen? Is this the way that rural seems to thrive by not getting friends and family in the partnerships?
1: I, I would say it's more the exception than the rule. But, uh, you know, one thing that I do is I, I feel like I can pick out a good salesperson a long ways away. And I've never met anybody more competitive than my daughter Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> and that—that's the reason we fit so well. Not only is she a very competitive person, but um, I rely on Maddie for business valuations. No one values a farm better than Maddie when it comes to the parlor, when it comes to these huge freestall buildings. Uh, All of our claims people say that Maddie is dead on with her valuations, and that helps me so much.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more then about how uh, these relationships get started. Like I said, uh, I've known Daryl and Maddie for a long time, uh, more recently acquired their services as my rural mutual agents, but talk to me about those beginning conversations is it most likely people reach out to you guys? Are you still, I won't say cold calling, but are you still doing some of that kind of thing? How does it get started?
1: Absolutely. If you're going to insure farms, you got to drive in the driveway and they want to meet you face to face. We have pretty much driven all over the south end of the state and we walk right in the driveway and we introduce ourselves. And uh, my my idea of how you insure a farm is you build a relationship first with the farmer and then you talk about coverage way after.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. What kind yeah. of things do you generally? How do you collect your information? What should people expect when you sit down with them? I'm not sure. You know, you don't as a, as a consumer, I don't have those conversations very often. Yeah. What should I be ready to provide you to get a better handle on how complicated my policy is going to look or how easy it could be?
2: Sure. Well, great question. Typically, what we tell people is just if they could have a copy of their current policies. Um, That gives us a lot of information to go off of, just basically their building limits, what they're currently at. Um, Again, we aren't using that information to copy the deck pages. We're using that information as a starting point to see what we would recommend. Then I do an EDA value, which is similar to like an appraisal. Um, you take in the square footage, you take in the building materials, the roof, all of that, and I'm going to recommend a value. So a lot of times what we see is a building might be insured for 500000 but this day and age it's going to cost you $1.2 million. So we make those recommendations to our clients, and just it, it, at the time of claim, they are so happy that they made the correct decision. Yeah. So,
0: And I think that's one thing that I have told time and time again. When you're in Wisconsin— with the weather that we deal with, you don't realize how good Rural Mutual is until you need that claim. Now, one thing that we're still seeing a little bit of, maybe not as much as we had in previous years, are specialized areas like snow load. I mean, it's one thing to get the valuation of the property, and then I'm get, I, I almost envision like you've got boxes you're checking in your head when you're walking around a facility, a farm, and looking at their vulnerabilities. How do you do that deep dive on the farm side of things.
1: Yeah, that's a, a very good point, Pam. And and most of our competitors uh, just don't take that building valuation nearly as seriously as they should. So then when you have a problem with hail or snow load or anything like that, many times those are excluded from their policies. Mm-hmm. We feel they're so important. And we take it a step further and we include what's called cosmetic evaluation so that even if you had dents in your roof from a
0: hailstorm,
1: we would still replace the roof for you.
0: And then mobilizing. I mean, I'm appreciative there's two of you guys, but tell me a little bit more than about how you mobilize. How do you hold their hand and maybe share some of those stories on what it's like when they have to make that call, when they have to pull that trigger? Because again, relationships matter in those situations.
1: We, we really take it a step further in that every one of our clients has our cell phones. And you wouldn't believe the messages we get at 8 o'clock at night and at 6 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, with texting and emailing and everything, they really stay in touch with us. Um, my poor daughter, Maddie, she, she virtually gets them all day and all night. And we just were at a large farm yesterday. The first thing he said was, Maddie, thank you so much for letting me text you my information for my auto or my vehicles or any changes
0: is it getting more complicated i mean i look at the farming operations today versus when i was a kid and there's so many more facets that you have to ask or be knowledgeable about what do you guys do to keep sharp when it comes to the technology that farms are using or exposed to today to keep smart on what is evolving within rural or coming up with the right kinds of combination how do you guys educate yourselves
1: both of us have taken very advanced classes on insurance, and you know I've taught insurance before, and so both me and me and Madeline take advanced what we call certified insurance counselor classes. That really helps us with evaluation questions, E and O questions. Um, I think probably the one coverage that I look at more than anything is I always walk into a farmer and I say everyone's going to insure your buildings, your livestock, and your machinery. We're going to take it a step further, and we're going to insure your income. We've seen losses, especially on large parlor fires, where actually the loss on the income is higher than the building loss. Had them well over $2 million in income loss. You can imagine with the milk checks, the high price of corn, a lot of these things, the valuation of what they're producing is extremely high right now.
2: In, In addition to that, Pam, I would say, too, when we sit down and do these meetings, The number one thing we do is we ask, we ask, we ask. We ask all these questions. We ask how many acres you own and what you could sell that for. We ask, you know, how they feel about the building limits. But of course, I'm going to do that, eat a value. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to write down the number of cattle and all those things. And then we take a look at what the entire property should be insured to and all their inventory and what their land is worth. And then we also look at the umbrella coverage just to make sure that they're covered from a liability standpoint. So I feel like we get a lot of our education from our farmers mm-hmm. and just our just our yeah. because they are our friends too like you were saying but and and then we're very involved in 4H and FFA and you know all of that brings a lot of more information to us yeah. as well.
1: Mad- Maddie brought up a very good point in the total valuation of the farm and what you should set your umbrella limits on. Most farmers don't even realize how much they're worth nowadays with the value of their land and their machinery and their their, uh, you know, buildings and and everything included, it is such a large number. And and with them being out with large tractors on major roads, they are very susceptible to a large lawsuit caused by maybe running into a van load of children or something like Mm -hmm. that. So we really look at umbrella coverage limits strongly.
0: Absolutely. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, Daryl Pulfus, along with his uh, daughter, Madeline, in studio, they are just a great example of the rural mutual team that helps to make that insurance company so strong here in the state of Wisconsin. Remember, uh, it is exclusively focused on Wisconsin, what Wisconsin needs, and of course, that involves agriculture. So let's talk about some of the questions that people routinely ask. Uh, good or not so good? I mean, there is a bubble of No knowledge out there when it comes to insurance, the products that are available. Like you said, you think through the process of what you're noticing. But what questions are people most likely to ask you right out of the chute?
1: I think the big one right now is people know that we are in a time of inflation. And they want to make sure that their buildings and their machinery are covered correctly. So we're constantly doing reviews every year, going out and talking to people about their machinery values, which have skyrocketed and their building values, which have skyrocketed. And, and it's it's just such an important thing. That's probably our number one question. But we have many questions in coverages that a lot of people think about. Ingestion coverage, when you're out with a large piece of machinery, and, and these choppers and these harvesting pieces of machinery can cost 600000 If they ingest a rock or a foreign object, rural is going to cover that up to the, the amount that it costs to fix that which very few companies do. So that's an, a very important. Another one is equipment breakdown coverage. If you have anything electrical that breaks suddenly or accidentally, all the pumps in the machinery in a parlor that you have to deal with, if you would have a, a power surge, we would cover to fix or repair that. Mm-hmm. So these are coverages that a company like Rural that specializes in farms will cover that many people that dabble in farms do not.
0: Absolutely. Maddie, do you find that the female side of the equation is entering into these conversations, too? I mean, it used to be maybe it was just dad deciding. But now when I take a look at the software, uh, the apps, all of the technology that's on that farm, and that includes uh, safety on the Internet, not, uh, not having my records become ransomware victims, are is everybody in on that conversation? Tell me what you note.
2: Oh, absolutely! I think it's very <laughs> much so a female-involved um, situation, whether it's me myself or a farm wife that we're working with um, and their organization, and knowing where those documents and VIN numbers and things that we might need. Um, but definitely, technology is is a huge part of it and where we're going and with proposals and things like that. So I definitely think that's a huge part. <laughs> well, it's
0: a, it's a new part of the conversation. Like I said, uh, uh, you you. The average listener is going to think farmers' technology. What do you mean? And I try to remind them that an average farm today has got way more technology they're using every day than you've got in your home. And like I said, the policies have to evolve in that. So tell me a little bit, just because you guys have been in the industry for so long and have had such a wide scope of work, what do you give back to rural as far as feedback, knowledge? You guys are boots on the ground out there. Tell me how the feedback process goes to the head shed on some of these unique challenges that you may see when you're out on farms,
1: yeah, I, I sit on what's called an agency advisory board, and we talk all the time about in, uh, improving our coverages, what we could do to you know increase our policies. You know you were talking about technology. The GPS equipment on modern day machinery has just tenfold increased. and, and we provide very good coverage for that particular type of thing. You talked about some of the other things like getting yourself in trouble on your computer and, you know, having liability. We do provide cyber coverage to all our farmers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we are very up to date on those type of things. And we are constantly giving feedback to our company. You know, we, we not only have our agency advisory council, but we do have farm boards that we sit on. And I actually do teach new agent classes many times and, and discuss the coverages with them.
2: And I think, too, that that comes back to Rural Mutual only being in Wisconsin. We know all of our home office people. We know our vice president. We know our CEO, our adjusters, everyone. Like, we all have a very tight-knit relationship, and all of these people are local. So you're not talking to somebody in New York that has no idea what a Wisconsin dairy farm looks like, too. And I think that brings a lot to the table.
0: Let's talk about, uh, I, I guess, obviously, our strong suit is talking about agriculture. Let's flip a little bit on some of the other components that a lot of different people might be looking at. There's life insurance, there's retirement counseling that you guys are involved with. I don't want them to get a, a, just a very narrow picture of what rural mutual can do or how you folks work in the state, because that's another one of those uh, components that, that can enter in the conversation.
1: Yeah, we, we work very closely with our farmers on uh, trust. So when you, we talk about a trust on a large farm, uh, we feel that is the correct way. If you look at a plat book of Dane County or some of the larger counties, you'll see that most of the land now is in a trust. So we have attorney that we work with that we would work with to do a trust that would, you know the biggest thing with a trust is you avoid probate. You can you know handle things. You have a power of attorney, you have a power of medical attorney. And then we fund that with life insurance. And what we found is that our farmers feel so much more secure knowing that trust is in place and that it's funded correctly because not everyone's going to stay on the farm. Two kids might stay on the farm. Two kids might go off the farm. Life insurance will fund the kids that are off. The uh, trust will make sure that the people that are supposed to get the farm get the farm.
0: That's, that's a big deal. I mean, what you yes. just said is a mouthful because right. how many families do we know that are struggling with succession planning, with transitioning, and we get in our own little world of dad, mom, me, my wife, you're just talking to each other. You forget about some of the mechanisms that have been created to ease that process.
1: Yes. The, the worst possible scenario you could fall into would be just having a will at the end. And, and what happens then is that some kids are going to want their portion of the farm, and you're going to have to sell things, and it's so important to plan ahead of time.
0: Absolutely. Again, like I said, uh, happy to have in studio today Daryl and uh, Madeline Pulfus, They're a rural mutual team that uh, is in the Sauk County area. Like I said, I'm very pleased that I get an opportunity to work with them Our emphasis today is about some of the common questions that they are encountering as far as the agents' side of things are concerned. But remember, they're always interested in chatting with you if you've got unique situations. That is kind of the way Rural has been built, to handle unique situations. you want to find good people like Daryl and Madeline, you can go to the website, and of course, that would be... RuralMutual.com, RuralMutual.com. And remember, the entire crew right here in the state of Wisconsin and uh, ready to help you. So, you know, like I said, part of this is getting things started. I think I'm fine with what I've got. I mean, I don't honestly, how many times in their life do people shop for insurance? You get the guy, you maybe get, you know, a call once a year or something like that. How do I, what questions should I be asking myself if I haven't had contact with that agent? Um, you know, I, insurance is meant to not be used in a lot of cases. How do you coach people up on how they should evaluate what they already have?
1: Yeah, first of all, I, I just want to stress the fact that we are some of the largest agents in Dane, Columbia, and yeah. Sauk County and throughout the state. So we don't just stay in, in Sauk County. But what I really think is important is that everybody should have another set of eyes look at their policy at least every couple years. If your agent isn't reviewing your policy every year, you're making a big mistake. But it's more important to have an experienced agent from another company look at it. The worst thing that probably will possibly happen is you'll learn about some coverages that you never thought about before. So we would encourage you, it's a very simple process. I know it sounds complicated, but if you have your current deck pages and you have your inventory list and you can talk to us for 20 minutes, we can probably analyze your insurance for you and give you a quote.
2: Well, and I would say like the average person, they don't know insurance. It's not your job to understand what liability limits you should have or what Value your house should be at, or how a claim is going to be handled. That's our job. So again, I would just you know pick up the phone. Obviously, we're happy to have you call us. But just even if you want a review with your agent, or you want another set of eyes to look at it, it's that's not the average consumer's job to sure. look at insurance and be like, how do I know if I have enough? I mean, standard. I would say. You know, liability limits. I, I can't give you just one number because mm-hmm. it's obviously based Customized. on individual.
0: So what are some of the misunderstandings that you routinely find when you go out to meet with people? Uh, that You know, literally, I thought it was this way and it's not. What are some of the misunderstandings? Well,
1: probably the biggest one is is actual cash value versus replace, replacement cost on buildings. Um, if you're with a, a smaller... Take, for instance, the town mutual, you probably have actual cash value, which means they're going to depreciate your buildings instead of replacing mm-hmm. them at today's cost. That could cost you enough to put you out of business right there. To me, always the second thing is replacing your income. If you're a dairy farmer or a large grain farmer, you need to replace that income if you have a major loss. That, again, could put you out of business. So it's it's these type of things that, that they need to be thinking about, not just whether or not they like their agent, and they see him once mm-hmm. a year at the store, and he waves at them.
0: That is, but that's very true, though. You know that's how we do it. So, yeah. uh, you know, the other thing is the value on the individual. You mentioned dairy farmer, crop farmer, and all we think about are the cows, the crops, you know, the, the hard goods. But, you know, then I stop and hear about the stories. Somebody has a farm accident or uh, all of a sudden their health declines. How do you guys have that conversation?
1: Yeah, we, we always bring up th- those type of things. To me, the income earner on that farm, if he's, if he's the head of the farm, he's virtually irreplaceable. You can't really put a, a, a number on him, but it's usually too small. You know, when we have, we have a fair amount of deaths throughout the state, throughout the year, no one has ever asked me if they've had too much life insurance. It's mm-hmm. always, why didn't you ask them for more? Mm-hmm. So, so planning correctly for that, planning a perpetuation plan, Trying to, to, you know, to make sure there, there, is, there is a plan in place, to me, is the most important thing. Uh, one thing that's been overlooked strongly, and we now have really good coverage for it, is nursing home coverage. Um, you know, rural supplies, a life insurance policy, that'll provide a very similar coverage to nursing home, where if you have two of your seven things that you can't do yourself, we'll provide money to provide you for either in-home care or nursing home care.
0: It's gotta, it's gotta feel good though when you have those conversations, and like you said, the thank yous come back. I mean, like we said, you, your goal is to never have to use insurance, really. But boy, especially in our small community, the stories you must get mm. when it is called into effect.
1: You, you hate to say you like to see claims, but once in a while, it feels so good to see that you had the building insured correctly, and the shed that was once there, full of machinery is now rebuilt better than it was before. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. just is really something that makes you feel good.
0: I hope that you can get the sense that it's all about relationships uh, to a large extent when it comes to Rural Mutual. It's not just the relationship between you and your agent. It's the relationship between the agent and the CEO and all the marketing people and those appraisers and everybody that's doing the paperwork at the headquarters, which, again, are in Madison, on the west side of Madison. And the familiarity that uh, the Rural Mutual crew as a whole has with Wisconsin. It's not just about... We we focused on agriculture because that's our strong suit, but stop and think about you know that cabin up north that you're not around all the time. Or stop and think about that agribusiness venture that maybe is on the side. They are trained to be able to handle those kinds of unique properties that are only found really here in Wisconsin. And like Daryl said, they communicate as a network. Daryl and Madeline are a strong force in southern Wisconsin, I'm happy to say, but that doesn't mean that they're not networking with other agents to share knowledge to share perspective on products. That's what it's all about. Again, like I said, this is the Rural Mutual Roundtable, and it's our goal to just try to broaden your knowledge on what Rural Mutual is all about. You want to get in connection with some of these good folks, I will point you to their website, ruralmutual.com. is a good place to start. Or like uh, Daryl and Madeline say, they are happy to always visit with anybody, even if you're outside of their area. Uh, They'll either give you a great reference on somebody that you might talk to, or at least give you some of the general knowledge uh, that uh, you are looking for. Anything else that you guys want to make sure people understand about what it's like to be a rural mutual agent behind the scenes, aside from having really a lot of fun? If you follow Daryl and, and Madeline on Facebook, you'll see that there's a lot of fun about this job and uh, the people you get to work with. Yeah,
1: yeah. We d- we just feel so fortunate to have the staff that we have behind us, too. Uh, we just have really good people behind us. So um, like you said, knowing all the CEOs... You know, we, we've been very fortunate and been able to go on several trips, and we've mm-hmm. got to know the CEO, the vice presidents, all the claims head people, everything. And it is, it's like one large family. And, uh, you know, I would encourage you, if you've ever thought about getting insurance, to look at rural insurance, just because I think it is one of the few companies where it's still a large family.
2: We are not limited to just farms. We do do homes, autos, commercial businesses, pollution. We do it all. So if you ever have a question, just give us a call. And if we don't know the answer, we will direct you in the right place.
0: Daryl Pulfus, along with his daughter Madeline, they are a strong part of Southern Wisconsin's Rural Mutual presence. But remember, they are statewide and ready to help you. RuralMutual.com can get you connected immediately. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Rural Mutual Roundtable. I'm Pam Yankee. Thanks so much for joining us. And again, uh, if you've got questions, the best way to go, ruralmutual.com.